This week gone inside motorsport, we look back at Simmons Plains Formula Fords and also at the Shannons Nationals from Malala. First to Malala and Richard Crail joins us on the line to talk about the latest round in the Shannons Nationals. And Richard, for you, a home event on a long weekend must have been a bit of a change. Richard Crail joins us on the line to talk Shannons Nationals action now and, uh, well, in your home state, happy to uh, not have to travel too far on this Queen's Thursday long weekend, Crowley, and uh, it was an exciting weekend with Tony Riccadello really putting a uh, underline on why he's been picked up as a Kelly Racing endurance driver. Yeah, look, no doubt about that, Craig, and, and hello to you, and you're right, it's, it's fantastic to not have to fly anywhere to go to a Shannon's Nationals round, and nice to have it basically uh, step out the back door and you're at the racetrack. It's, um, it's really nice. Yeah, look, it was a, a big weekend at Malala and the sports events were really sort of the headline act with the Clem Smith Cup being their uh, hallmark race of the year. But, boy, was there some fireworks between Ricky Dello and his uh, new big rival, Darren Hossack. They had two comings together in two separate races. Um, both of them were very controversial. Both of them were very heated. Um, both of them have resulted in uh, in penalties being awarded to Darren Hossack, so uh, take of that what you will, but remarkable weekend of racing and, and this rivalry that these two drivers are developing and, and sort of this battle between Audi and um, Alfa Romeo is, is quite remarkable and, and in the end I think it'll be good for sports stand racing because it's just going to put on such a good show, but so Ricky Dello's win in the um, Clem Smith Cup really helped his championship advantage and uh, it's turning out to be a great battle between the two of them for the remainder of the sports sedan season. Well, the Nationals normally featuring the Formula 3s, but they were having a well-earned break after the excitement of Phillip Island. And this allowed the sports fans, as you say, to get a bit of focus, along with, of course, the saloon cars and, and the rest of what is a really strong bill now for that series. Yeah, look, it's looking really good. Um, also racing at the weekend was the, the GT3 Cup Challenge for Porsches, and that was really exciting. Uh, lots of good motor racing there. Two races, won by... Mark Krashoff, a South Australian driver, so he was pretty elated to win on home turf, I can tell you. But the round overall and the, the final race in wet conditions was taken out by Matt Kingsley, who won at Phillip Island in crushing fashion, and he now leads the championship pretty convincingly over uh, Sven Boykart. So he's going really, really well, and you know it's a, it's a great story. I mean, 14 months ago, Matt Kingsley was in a very, very bad way in hospital here in Adelaide, and uh, after his big crash in the V8 Utes at the Clipsville 500. So uh, what a way for him to return to um, return to South Australia for the first time and by winning uh, the GT3 Cup round here at Malala. And, um, it was a pretty emotional sort of family team that, that he's got around him uh, on Sunday afternoon to um, to celebrate that win. But uh, what else was racing Malala? The saloon cars were there and, and Steve Jamison and, um, and Kudikowski put on a, a pretty good show between the two Commodore drivers and Jamison in the end got home. Uh, the V8 Touring Car National Series continues to grow, sort of the, the third tier V8 supercars, I guess. And Adam Wallace won all three races in that and extended his championship lead with uh, Terry Wyhoon in there as well, looking pretty good. And um, also racing were, uh, were supercars and some Formula V. So it was a big weekend, some lots of uh, good racing though. And I think the, the whole concept behind the Senators Nationals, Craig, um, of affordable motor racing and easy access motor racing and anyone can rock up to the racetrack and go and stand in a garage of Tony Riccadello and have a chat to him about his car or go and sit in a Porsche or something like that. 
I think it's really starting to pay off and, and really starting to take some serious step forwards this year. Well, it is going to be seen all on Speed Week and of course the brand new Speed Week website has been launched and it's a great resource now to be able to keep you up to date with everything that's going on with the Shannons Nationals, Powerboats and, and all the Speed Week regulars. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about it and to be honest, we're really surprised about the reaction it's got so far. It's certainly got some really good feedback. Uh, SBS are right behind it. It's on the part of the SBS website, so you know it's all linked to from the front page of SBS, which gets a lot of traffic. So, you know, it's it's really exciting about the um, about the site and about the feedback. And there's going to be some great videos um, that people will be able to download on there. Lots of great onboard actions and full races. In fact, you'll be able to download full shows of Speed Week as well. So, you're right. If you miss it on uh, SBS at 1 p.m. on Sundays, you'll be able to. Um, Go online to sbs.com.au forward slash speedweek and check out all the action. I'm officially a bloggist now, Craig, so I'll be blogging my way through the interweb uh, on the Speedweek website, so that should be good fun as well. Uh, it's going to be great. And Richard, Formula 3, when do they hit the track again? Um, next round for Formula 3 is at the next round for the Shadows Nationals, which is at the end of June in uh, not-so-sunny Winton. So... First time for Formula 3 uh, back at Benalla for, what, five years now, I think. Last time we raced there was 2004. So that's going to be a, a really interesting round. Looking forward to going there. And then the Santos Nationals continue on to Eastern Creek in July and um, for the remainder of the season should be very, very good. Now, two weeks ago, back down there at Simmons Plains, the Formula 4s were out in earnest. And Scott Pye has come back with a strong performance, second place over the weekend, to be able to claw back some of the positions he's lost to Nick Perkett in the opening rounds. And, Scott, how was your Simmons Plains event in your eyes? It was really a tough weekend. Um, but it's definitely good to be back on, on the pace and, uh, and challenging Nick for race wins. Um, I mean, as, as we talked about it, it was definitely tough racing with Richie Stamp playing, um, but you know, nonetheless, it was really good half class racing, and look forward to more of it. Your season this year, obviously winning the championship is still within reach, but how have you felt that this year has gone? It, it didn't get off to the, the cracker start that I was hoping for. Um, finishing fourth in the first two rounds wasn't really... Um, in the plan, but at the, at the same time, we were scoring points, and that was the main thing. And, and like you said, the championship is still in sight, and it's definitely the goal, and I think it's still achievable. But, uh, you know, we're just going to look for race wins now and, and nonetheless still score points. What's been the biggest difference between you this year and what you, uh, how you found yourself last year? Um, last year, I mean, it was it was my rookie year, obviously, and, and I don't think I was quite as mature as I am this year. Um, you know, I, I made a few mistakes last year, and when opportunities were there to score good, good solid points, I made a few mistakes and lost that chance. Um, whereas this year, you know, I haven't had a DNF out of eight races, and, and we seem to have scored really good points, and like I said, we're sitting in a good position now, and the championship's definitely still in sight. And what about the tracks ahead? Are you comfortable with those ones, having had the chance to drive at them before? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Hidden Valley was one of my favourites last year. Um, we got the lap record there last year, which was which was quite good. So I'm feeling quite confident going there. Um, but, I mean, Sandown's definitely another favourite, and that's round five. So I you know, can't can't wait for the rest of the season to go. To Formula One now, and the winner of the 2009 Turkish Formula One Grand Prix at Istanbul was Jensen Button in his Braun GP, becoming only the third driver to win six 
out of the first seven rounds of the Formula One World Championship. Thank you. I mean, uh, today the, the car was the best it's felt all year. Um, you know, we've been quick at other occasions and the car's been a bit loose and hasn't really suited my style. But um, today the car was immense. It really was. I've got to say a massive thank you to everyone. And uh, they should all, be, you know, it just keeps getting better. And uh, I don't know if this sort of circuit, circuit suits our car more than others. I think some of it was due to the uh, rubber on the circuit as well, really helped our, our car. Um, but yeah, the car was, uh, was fantastic today. And um, I wish I could have had all the boys on the podium. I had Bono, one of my engineers, but um, they all deserve to be out there. They did a great job. Second place was Queanbeyan's owns Mark Webber. He had a different fuel stop strategy than his teammate, which he was able to exploit for its full advantage. Well, uh, it was a very uh, good afternoon for me. Uh, the, the first stint, I knew I had to try and hang in there as long as I could, and uh, that worked out worked out pretty well. Um, I managed to also go a lap longer, save a bit of fuel as well. So that really opened up... Um, me going away from obviously the rest of the field and I knew uh, Sebastian's strategy as well so I knew I would have had a chance to have a, a sniff at him as well to get another position because I knew the podium was pretty much taken. It's just a question of who uh, out of Sebastian and myself would get the uh, second place behind this guy who was on another planet so um, I knew the second stint was crucial for me. Uh, I had to push really really hard as usual um, as all the drivers are doing in the race but uh, when someone's on a different strategy it's invisible to see them obviously and uh, it turned out well for us and my engineer and they kept me in the loop of what was happening. Um, I did enough damage in the middle stint uh, to be able to jump Sebastian and then at the end um, it was uh, it was okay you know we just uh, turned the engine down and uh, brought the car home. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport.